Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. <laughs> All right. I like this energy because now we can just gaze into each other's eyes. Back like the good old days where we just stared each other down while we did a podcast. Yeah. Hello, everyone. It's so weird looking at somebody and talking. I haven't Mm -hmm. done this in a very long time. Yeah, we are making very intense eye contact. (laughs) Unbreaking. I don't think I've blinked in five minutes. (laughs) I don't like this at all. All right, let's both blink. Ready? One, two, Two. three. Three. You? Good. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I thought you weren't going to do it. It's like chicken. Okay. That was weird. Why was that so weird? I don't know. We don't know how to be social anymore. Together anymore. Oh, no. Hello, friends. We are coming to you from our studio, yelling into the microphone, apparently. Um, well, kind of in the studio. We actually chose a different room. Uh, we are sitting on a couch together because couch death before discomfort. We're lazy. Um, we are both vaccinated. Vaccinated! Got that good stuff in our veins. Hot dog. Um, Antibodies. Yeah, so we are raw dog in it today. <laughs> Did you say that because I said hot dog? I, just, I hate myself. I just speak like a 19th century carnival barker, but you said raw dogging, and that's a real verbal choice that you made. It is. It is. I'm going to stick with it. Um, oh my god. So yeah. uh, we're feeling very, very loose, very silly. Not and wearing a mask not wearing inside. A mask. No windows are open. That's what I meant by raw dogging. Yeah. No, I know. I. I understand, but just in case the rest of the world needed a little interpretation to your sometimes, dirty mind. Sometimes I get done with a, an episode and I'm like, that was great. And, oh, no. <laughs> Maybe sometimes people don't understand how my brain works. Uh, yeah, no, I understand that feeling. Uh, sometimes uh, I, I found it's best when I remember about the show later to drink heavily and then I forget the episode until people tell me about it later. Mm-hmm. Except you can't do that anymore. Now you've made me sad. I'm sorry. Also, when we leave here, uh, do you want to go through my liquor cabinet and see if you want anything? Oh my god. I I think I have a bottle of Jameson that's just going to waste, and it really hurts my soul that nobody's drinking my whiskey. All right. I mean, I I might be able to help you out there. Thank you. Okay. But, like, Um, with the whiskey, you also have to take, like, the Mr. Boston schnapps, and, like, like there is a price of participation here. (laughs) You can't just take the good shit and run. Mm, Okay. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Okay. Everybody um, needs some creme de cacao, but nobody ever buys it until you really need it. Oh, no. What are you doing? Uh, what have you been doing in there? Creme de cacao is actually super duper good in coffee. Oh, which you don't drink. Which I don't normally drink, but I will if there's alcohol in it. <laughs> so you're like every washed up math teacher. In <laughs> like, yeah. Or a little Jameson in my coffee. Um, anyway, Anything to get through a day, Jen. We don't need to talk about alcoholism. Uh, right, we are here to talk about ghosty things. We're here to talk about ghosts, and we're here, we're we're bringing you a listener episode. Because, Yay! <laughs> folks, it's been, things are getting to be too much. Yeah, uh, Jen's got an exhibit coming out. Jen's got... I've got three you, exhibits coming out. Jen's got three exhibits coming out. I am, I, I have basically, with the podcast, I basically have three jobs. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so like... There's my real 40-hour-a-week job, yep. dialysis 30 hours a week, mm-hmm. and then podcast when we can shoehorn it into our friendship. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's our pity party. Um, thank you for hanging with us, and I'm glad that people like listener story. Episodes. Yeah, listener story episodes. Um, Dan says are our best thing. So yep. I don't know if I should be offended by that. Like, As always, we are only here to please Dan. <laughs> At least you are. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) That's sort of my function. Mm. All right, so I've got a really great... um, It's a listener email. Uh, It actually... This one is recent. Look at us fucking go. Uh, So this is from April 28th. It comes from Olivia W., who uses she, her pronouns. Okay, good to know. Uh, So Olivia, thank you for writing in. Mm -hmm. And uh, this... I I found it and I chose it because it actually has a bunch of stories. Oh, nice. So if you're okay, what I'd like to do is we can bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'll tell an Olivia story. Mm-hmm. You tell somebody's story. I'll tell an Olivia story until we use up the uh, email. Okay. Does sounds, that work? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So I'll start with the first one. Okay. Now that I'm done sounding like Minnie Mouse. All right. So Olivia W. I know you hate to hear it, but you two have a great show. It's literally, and I love the way she wrote this. Literally? Bolded, underlined with a space between every letter. So like Whoa. I can like, it's like, it's a visual treat to look at. That is a lot. Literally okay. perfect for me. Aww. A history minor with a spooky family. Oh, so cool. you go, history nerds. Thank you. Thanks, boo. Um, I'm blushing. <laughs> All right, so I have a few stories to tell, so apologies in advance for the excessive length of this email. Mm. I only started listening a few weeks ago, so I haven't caught up yet, but I wanted to submit these stories before we get to this close to the summer hiatus. This is ideal timing. Hey, you are new, but you are already aware of how this program works, right. so props to you. So I mean, she's listened to at least one season. Yeah. So um, This says, our tale begins in 1990 at a small funeral home in the Bronx. 1990, very good year. Right. Oh, is that when you were born? Yeah. God. Sorry. It's fine. Babies. All right. So uh, Olivia says, my mom, then aged 13. My God. I'm only a little older than your mother. Okay. So yeah, I was like. Literally her mom is 10 years older than me. Yeah. I could have like children who are our list. Oh my God. Yeah. Now who's the baby? Now who is the baby? Olivia. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, we're in the Bronx, 1990, a yes. very fine year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, then aged 13, sits in her family car, an 80s style conversion van with seats that twist or sit <gasps> sideways with a ton of extra space. Oh, Can I tell yes. you I love a captain's chair in a van? Yes, a swivel captain's Those chair. Those were the tits. The, the vans with the wood paneling. Yes. On the and you had like that little step up. And the velveteen curtains. Yes. So um, I used to sit in one of those when we were with our babysitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know this, but um, I'm double jointed in my feet and fingers. I didn't know that. I don't think. So like. Oh, wait, just... I think. Oh, God. Yeah, I can like <laughs> bend them. I, you guys, obviously, this is not a visual medium. No. Uh, but I can take all of my fingers and make them. She's doing something freaky with her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of do like a fish finger dance with them. Yeah. Um, so my foot, when I, in the, roughly the year 1990, <laughs> uh, I was out with my babysitter. My sister was in the front seat of the car. Our babysitter was like 16, 17. She'd just gotten her license. And she got permission to drive us to the mall where we went to like Cinnabon and did fun oh. stuff. And then when she was driving us home, she pulled out in front of a car mm-hmm. that was coming through an intersection. She tried to turn left 
Um, and I insisted at the time that it was not her fault, but it turns out it might actually have been. <laughs> but my foot was in like the little step up of the conversion van like door, you know, like where there was like that plastic step and then you'd step into the carpet. Mm-hmm. Well, my foot got folded like a book. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know, but I didn't have any lasting damage because I was still mostly cartilage. Um, but I can still kind of put... Mm-hmm. Like my toes, I'm wearing shoes right now, so I can't do it, but I can like move the ball of my t- foot weird ways. Uh, and it's from being hit by this car when I was three. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighters had to yank my foot out of the rubble of this vehicle. I was pinned there. I don't like that. I was fine. I didn't bleed. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to carry you. And I was like, nobody carries me. <laughs> so I hobbled out on Put one foot. <laughs> I just don't like being Nobody moved. carries Kate Reed. Nobody carries me. It's, I've been like that since I was a baby. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't touch me. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I got really excited about this car. Okay. I mean, yeah, it brings back so many. Oh, no. Now it's going to get sad. Okay. <gasps> oh. So it, we're in a conversion van, tons of extra space, uh, with at least 10 of her younger cousins, and it's the day of the grandmother's funeral. Oh, okay. I was sad. like, who's going to die? Turns out someone already did. Right. Yeah. That makes me feel a little better. Already dead. Okay. So, day of the grandma's funeral. But, you know, kids, they get bored, especially when dressed in their Sunday best and being told to sit and behave. So my mm. grandpa suggested they all go out to the car to play and get some energy out. Yes, I remember being told to do that. Especially when you're young at funerals. Like, there's, it's sad, but there's only so, like, everyone gets a little punch drunk, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, for a long day. Same. Funeral. I still do not handle funerals well. No. So one of the younger boys, aged three, also known as the Kate Reed age, uh, suddenly yells, I, suddenly yells, I have to go potty. And as we all know, three-year-olds tend to have a very weak bladder and uh, poor timing. Yeah. My mom slides open the door and jumps out, grabbing the little cousin, grasping the door handle. You're in charge, she says to another cu- cousin, also aged 13, as she slams the door and quickly hurries the little one into the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Other way inside, my mom walked past her father and uncle, who were on the sidewalk, presumably smoking, while having a brotherly heart-to-heart at their mother's funeral. Mm. This is so well-written. Her cousin does his business, and they check in with the adults inside before my mom takes him by the hand and starts to walk back out the front door to the funeral home. As they step into the parking lot, they pass by my grandpa and uncle. The two kids walk maybe three rows back to their car in the parking lot. As my mom goes to grab the handle on the back seat, she doesn't see anyone inside of the car. Mm. Now annoyed, she stomps back over to her dad and says, Why didn't you tell me they went back inside before I walked all the way over there? Uh Uh-huh. She asked, referring to the lack of children crowding the inside of the van with toys and crayons everywhere. Uh-huh. They didn't, he replied. None of them left the car. All four of them look at each other, confused as to where this huge group of kids could have gone in less than five minutes. Oh, no. The sheer panic, I'm sure. And then they look up. What? At the same time, they all look in the direction of the car and they see it. What? The glowing figure of a woman sitting in the passenger seat of their van. Grandma? All four of them have described it to me as similar to a woman's seated shadow, but it wasn't black. Mm -hmm. It was golden with a bright aura. The group suddenly walked towards the car, the figure in sight the whole time. Mm -hmm. As they approach the car, still staring in awe, the figure doesn't move. My uncle, still wondering what became of the children, quickly slid open the van door. In sync, my uncle, grandpa, cousin, and mom all sharply turned to look in the back seat to see only 
the kids exactly where they had been left still playing as if nothing had happened Mm. once again their heads turned to the passenger seat and whatever was there is now gone Mm. where did you guys all go my mom yelled at them all the boy she had left in charge looked confused and said chris we didn't go anywhere we've been here the whole time okay interesting weird weird that was definitely grandma i think it was grandma yeah Yeah. that's my first instinct okay so um this email comes to us from a year ago um (laughs) the dark times um like we've left the dark times as if we've left the dark times i know but uh, here this will make you happy this is called paranormal experiences in saint joe michigan Hey! hey home um yeah this comes from hannah hannah d um and she says, uh, hello, my name is Hannah, and I messaged your podcast Facebook yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is- Oh, yes. Oh, we've talked. Hannah oh. and I talked. Hannah okay. and I talked. Okay. Okay. Like, that is not my department. Right. So. Sorry. If it's Facebook, it's me. Sorry. Uh, I have a few paranormal experiences to share with you that take place in my hometown of St. Joseph, Michigan. Home. Uh, just a fair warning, this email is going to be long, which is why we saved it for a listener only episode. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I apologize in advance. Also, some parts of this I've written previously since I've posted online about some of my experiences before. So if you've heard some of it, no worries. There's also new content. Yeah. Uh, and she put in very helpful line breaks. I'm oh, very that excited. is good. Good formatting. Mm. Yes, uh, I will say the same of Olivia. Mm-hmm, Beautiful mm-hmm. formatting. Uh, paragraph breaks. We love it. We love to see it. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) if you want to know how to impress me, I guess. Um, (laughs) For as long as I can remember, I have been sensitive to things I cannot explain. I had a near-death experience when I was four, car accident, where I was scalped. Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) I was about to say, oh, similar to you, but mm, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I didn't even bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know some people believe incidents like that can bring you closer to the spirit world. Yes. So maybe that was the trigger for all of this. Who knows? I grew up in a house where my grandfather built the upstairs portion as well as the kitchen and one of the garages. Ooh, multiple garages. Aren't I wonder if fans? our grandfathers knew each other. I mean, it's St. Joe, right? Like, right. Like, there's only so shit, many Shit, we're probably related. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, one of the garages. As I, as a child, I was absolutely terrified of the upstairs. When I was home alone, I would always hear footsteps walking around and even come down the stairs, but they would always stop on the landing and never come into the living room. Hmm. And anytime I had to get something from upstairs, I would run as fast as I could. It all, as it always felt like someone was directly behind me. Dislike. Yeah, I don't like that. I never told my family about this. I always had a similar fear of my basement, but I think it's just like all basements are scary. Yes. <laughs> and I have an active imagination. Um, I can't exactly remember when this started and stopped, but my guess, but my best guess would be from the ages of four to ten. Every night, the ghost of a man would walk into my room and sit on the edge of my bed by my feet. I was terrified and would bury my head under the covers to hide. <laughs> I can't see you. You can't see me. That's exactly how that works. Yeah. I could always feel his weight on my bed, but I was too scared to ever look at him. 
In my head, I though I had an image of what he looked like. Short, chubby, middle-aged man with a trench coat and a fedora. Ooh. Ooh, very Al Capone. Mysterious. Very, he looked like a very stereotypical gangster. Nice. Uh, which is why I kept my mouth shut about it. It just seems so ridiculous. Also, snitches, good stitches. <laughs> that was... That's, that's some Berrien County learning right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, fast forward a bit to when I was 13 or 14... I was at my aunt's house with my mom, and they were talking about my experience. They were talking about an experience my cousin had. Apparently, my cousin, who was about eight at this time, was seeing the ghost of our great grandmother. She said that the ghost would just stand at the end of the bed and watch over her for a bit before disappearing. It wasn't happening nightly, but it was still at least three nights a week. Jesus, that's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of like ghosts visiting beds, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't... Never happened to me. I don't me. care for it. Yeah. Um, my aunt took out some pictures to show me what great-grandma had looked like. <laughs> there were a few p- other pictures. I, I just had an image of, like, is grandma short and chubby and wears a fedora and a trench coat? Then <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is the imagination, and we'll see. Um, stay tuned. Uh, just read the rest of it, Jen. Um <laughs> There were a few other pictures in the bunch that I was looking through as well when my heart dropped. In one of the pictures was the man that had haunted me through my childhood. Trench coat and all. No way. Ooh, it's a scamp. I immediately asked who this man was, and my mom and aunt said that was a picture of my great-grandpa. They said that he looked like a gangster because he had been involved in the Italian mafia. I love it. (gasps) Amazing. Wait. At the end of this, remind me to tell you about my family in the Italian mafia. Okay. Are you going to tell it on the podcast or is this just going to be a teaser for me? That's a really good question. It's kind of not my story to tell. Okay. But yeah, I'll tell it on the podcast as as best I understand it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I instantly started crying and told them about the ghosts that used to visit me at night. They both turned white. My great-grandfather visited me at night when I was a child while my great-grandmother visited my cousin. My cousin and I both had a near-death experience in the same year we started seeing their ghosts. Myself at four and my cousin at eight from an overlooked medical issue. Yeah, those will fucking get you. Those will, those will come get you. <laughs> uh, no one else in the family ever saw great-grandma or great-grandpa, so we like to believe they were watching over us due to our trauma. That's it, so sad, but yeah. also really nice. It puts an interesting perspective into the concept of guardian angels. Yeah. Um, this is this is long, but uh, no worries. I'm invested. And you're yawning. So we're I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. Let me just shuffle a bit here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So this next experience took place when I was 17. I was really young and dumb, (laughs) quote, young and dumb, and moved out of the house my senior year of high school to live with my boyfriend at the time. Ooh, scandalous. Yes. He had just graduated high school the previous year. Uh, Um, At first, everything was great, isn't it always? But things started to change little by little. At this point, I was a bit hyper-aware of the paranormal due to prior experiences. Sure. I felt like there was a presence following us and influencing our emotions on the negative side. Oh, okay. That's not something you want hanging on. That's not great. Um, I have to add that we own two, quote, cow cats, as I called them. 
One was named Clive, and he was a friendly, big, floofy, black and white cat. Clive. Clive, that's a wonderful name. That used to be uh, our Lauren's cat's name. Oh. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, our other cat was named Crowley. And oh my God, these are great cat names. Clive and Crowley, I love it. Um, and only li- liked certain people. Uh, she was a short hair and was also black and white in color. So I guess that's where cow cats. Yeah. Uh, we had a cat carrier sitting in the living room that she absolutely loved to sleep in at all, all the time. Highly <sighs> unusual. What would I give? <laughs> One night, I decided to talk to my boyfriend about this weird negative presence I kept feeling. I really thought it was affecting our relationship, so I wanted to work on fixing it. I sat at the end of the couch that was closest to the cat carrier, and he sat right next to me. Crowley was sleeping in the carrier, and Clive was asleep on our bed in the bedroom. I started talking about the presence, and like before, I had an image of what she looked like in my head. I am always embarrassed by this because it's the typical, quote, spooky girl dressed in a white nightgown slash dress with long black hair. The girl from the ring. Sure. Uh, yep. <laughs> I was talking and said, I also feel like she has a black cat for some reason. Right after I said that sentence, a black cat came walking out from behind the couch Shut we the were fuck sitting up. at. Shut the fuck up. What Ooh. did you just say? Ooh. There's now a third cat in the house that they were not prepared for? That it's all black. Go but on. It's not the cat that they... Right. Either cat that they have. Um, it had its back to us and we both stared at it as it walked towards the cat carrier. It walked in front of the carrier and Crowley shot out of that thing at, at a speed I'd never seen before. She flew to the back of the couch that was across from us and we saw her jump straight into the air from back there. She then ran into our bedroom. We instantly jumped up and ran into the bedroom. Crowley was hiding behind the toilet in the bathroom, just cowering while Clive was still laying on the bed with an expression like, what are you guys doing? Oh. That's so sweet. Cats. Oh, you sweet dummy. Not a thought behind those eyes. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? What's up? Um, I asked my boyfriend, did you see that? And he responded with, yes, a black cat. Unacceptable. Don't like that. Okay. Where did they... Wait, all right, so is it like an actual cat in their house? Keep reading, keep reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's plenty of information here. Okay. Uh, we searched the entire apartment and found nothing. No trace of this third cat. It was a small apartment. Our front door was closed and all windows were closed as well. There was no place for this cat to have come in and out of. It simply appeared and disappeared. I would have said I was hallucinating if Crowley did not react the way she did. Right. If you can That's... trust an animal, an animal's response. Yes. Yeah. Cats don't just freak out. like Like, that's a... Like, cats will just, like, turn and stare at the wall, obviously, right. and freak us all But out. to seek out behind a toilet, which is wet and loud and smelly and yeah, damp. And which is where my cat goes when she knows I have to give her a pill. <laughs> you won't get me behind the gross thing. You can't catch me. Yes, I can. Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Artie. Yeah. Crowley saw something, too. And to this day, I have no idea what it actually was. Yeah, that is... Ghost cat. Uh, it's ghost a ghost cat. cat. It's a ghost cat. You both saw it. You both confirmed it. Cat saw it. Cat saw it. Um, anyway, uh, I always feel a bit apprehensive when I share these experiences because I know how absolutely crazy they sound. They are hard for me to believe sometimes, and I was there. When I was a teenager, I found out that my mom's side of the family tends to have odd abilities, I suppose you could call them. For example, my mom and brother dream about things before they happen. My aunt knows when a family member is in danger, and my grandma has seen ghosts of pets. 
That part of the family is quite religious, though, so they don't particularly like to talk about anything weird, but I was told it goes back generations. I suppose I feel a bit validated in that aspect. Yeah. Rightly so. Spooky. Um, As an adult, I have completely closed myself off, and I hope that makes sense. I have a few smaller stories of things that happened, but for the most part, my life is ghost-free now. Good. My interest in the paranormal has never gone away, though, which is how I stumbled across your podcast. I would love to go on an actual ghost hunt someday. Uh, Girl, same. Uh, Anyway, I hope this was okay to share, and you both are staying safe during this pandemic. I look forward to listening to more podcasts. Have a great day. Yay. Thank you, Hannah. All right, so really quick, two things. Yes. One, Italian mafia. Oh, yes. So I may have said this before. Um, We thought that my grandmother was adopted, I think, out of France following World War One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) She was actually born in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was adopted uh, from the home that she was born into. So it was a home for unwed mothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the woman who had given birth to her, uh, her biological mother, had her family's support to be there. She was, she like went on and had a totally normal life. Mm. My grandmother still has siblings that live in the Farmington Hills area. Um, but this woman, you know, she kept grandma a secret oh, until wow. her grave. Mm-hmm. Um, so their family knows about us now and it was quite a surprise to them. But um, Was it one of those 23 me? Yes, it was. Yes, it was Ancestry, <laughs> but yes. Um, uh, so, <laughs> surprise! Ruining family secrets. Be ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, sometimes you get a surprise extra family member. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're really nice people, and this story really isn't about them because the woman, she went on to have a totally normal life. I think she had four kids with a man named Viking, which is the most badass name in the whole world. Amazing. Totally put it on my fucking baby name list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this is, we recently got um, a match on her father's side. Mm, okay. And it is distinctly possible that she was the product of, of S.A. I don't want to trigger anybody, so... Sure. Um, so she might have been the product of that because the father was a mid-level member of, oh Christ, I can't remember what the family name is. Mm, one um, of the families. <laughs> but this is in So Detroit. the major Detroit mafia. Yeah. Who, the people who killed Jimmy Hoffa are likely to have killed Jimmy Hoffa. Sure. Is the family that we come from. <gasps> so, you know what my sister looks like. Yeah. All of her, like, very, like, Mediterranean looks. She's got that Mediterranean yeah. nose. She bronzes very easily. Oh. All of that is carried over from this Italian side of the family. Mm-hmm. So we are, I mean, technically descended, but, like, culturally have nothing to do with these people. Yeah. <laughs> but still, Italian mafia. Blood runs in my veins. That is very cool. When we found that out, my mom said, oh, it explains Maggie's looks and Katie's attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. Cool. Happy fucking Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, okay, so this um, spooky family business, which is probably the theme of today's Mm -hmm. episode because the rest of the stuff from Olivia is about her spooky family. Um, So a member of my family who shall remain unnamed, Mm -hmm. but on that same side, Gets messages from other family members who are still with us, not okay. not passed on. Yeah. Uh, but they come to this person in dreams. Uh, for example, when uh, one of my aunts had a major life change, uh, this person came to this other family member in a dream mm-hmm. and told 
this person the news. I'm working very hard to not even use pronouns here. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell, tell them in a dream. So anyways, uh, when, when major news things happen, oh. um, this person uh-huh. contacts this other person who uh-huh. is, you know, close uh-huh. uh, and tells them like the family scoop. Ooh. So this person always has like the cutting news before the news happens. Like, oh yeah, I heard about that last night. What the what? fuck? <laughs> That's an incredible gift. Yeah. For just uh, uh, just learning family gossip. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't keep anything from this person. So speaking of family gossip, let's check back in with Olivia here. Yeah, please. So uh, remember her first story. Her mother was 13 years old. Right. So moving on. In the ni- at 1990. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to maybe 10 years ago. I don't remember how we found out or what she told us, but it was a known fact between me and my sister that mom sees ghosts. Okay. No one else knew besides our grandma. Somewhere along the lines, after the incident at her grandma's funeral, Mm -hmm. my mom began to see and hear things that she couldn't explain. Over the years, she's told us a million and one stories, so I'll give you some of the highlights, starting with the one that you came to hear. So, um, oh. right. The, she's referencing back to the title of the email here. Oh. A few years ago, my dad's cousin died in a car accident when a diabetic seizure oh. left him driving the wrong way down the high oh, ra- no. highway during his lunch break. Oh. That is heartbreaking. Uh, PSA, not all car accidents are due to drugs. Uh, at people trying to tell me what happened to him before I tell them the real story. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Wow, wow, A lot wow. of people... diabetic seizures can really mess you up because seizures aren't always like shaking like blah 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 sometimes you're just very confused and you you lose your orientation yeah i mean don't assume things right people suck (laughs) so at not even 40 years old nicholas dying was a huge shock so of course he had a packed funeral with our whole family all Mm -hmm. of his work buddies and tons of his friends Mm -hmm. that's good that speaks well of him yeah i was there with my parents and my younger sisters At the time, my sister, who is autistic, was about 12 years old, but very Mm. much understood the idea of death and dying. Again, big family, lots of people. And was comfortable with funerals. Okay. This was a first, though. When we went to walk up to the casket, my sister immediately knelt down and started touching his face and hands. Mm. My mom panicked for a second, telling her she isn't supposed to do that, Mm. hoping that no one would notice when she tried to get my sister to step away from the body. And that's when she heard it. And this is in quotes. Now nah, let her touch me. It's fine. In quotes. Aww. My mom was shocked and she realized it was him, our cousin, Aww. who lay just feet in front of her in his decked out casket, but was speaking to her. She silently asked, are you sure? Uh-huh. And he went nuts. Wait, you can hear me? You can see me at my wake? Oh my God. And she nodded. Chills. I just got chills. Yeah. It's, I actually think it's going to make me cry. This is, I, Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, this whole time, my dad has my sister by the shoulder, still trying to tell her to stop touching. Uh-huh. And I notice the look my mom gets when she says, no, it's okay, let her do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's... Aw- this is in quotes again. Okay. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Why haven't you told anyone else? You could be telling everyone all my shit. Huh? End quote. What? <laughs> my cousin says, presumably standing near his body. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like... It's almost like a paranormal comedy. Yeah, right? I was, I'm imagining like the, how this would be turned into like kind of a sitcom of like sitcom version of Ghost Whisperer. I would love that. <laughs> I, I the rest this. of the funeral went down as funerals usually do. Oh, it's like do. Ghost, the BBC show. Yes. I fucking love that show. I am enjoying the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we watch when I'm on dialysis. 
Excellent choice. Thank you. I binged it in like a day. Except for when you laugh really hard and you're oh, doing dialysis, yeah. it makes all of your mm-hmm. pressures weird. So okay. like you'll get it. My machine doesn't want Anyway, it. this is so sweet and so great. It's so great. Okay. Sorry. So the rest of the funeral went down as funerals usually do. Uh-huh. But the whole time my mom could hear him in front in the front of the room as people entered and viewed the body. Oh, nice. Aunt Joni is here. That's so sweet. Oh, I bet I bet Jer- Jerry won't show. Haha. Oh, there's Big Mike wearing dirty jeans to a funeral. That fucking dirt bag. Oh my god. Love him. Okay, if you, if you, if the hypothetical you died and could and knew that someone in the audience of your funeral could hear you. Oh, if I had bit it what? and Rosemary had come to my funeral, I would have been like Rosemary, Rosemary, Rosemary. Hey. Let's freak him out. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Hey, girl, hey. First off, you look amazing. I imagine you would also just start singing show tunes. Like, oh, yeah. I've got a captive audience. Right. If you think that I don't have... Anything you want, any message you want me to pass on, no, 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 no. Hang on, I want <laughs> you to tell them. Uh, it appears that in the past I've been a nasty... Then they'll know it's me. Then they'll know it's me. <laughs> yeah, they weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. Oh, my God um yeah no rosemary if uh if i go before you plan on plan on passing on some messages for me okay uh if yeah. like if certain people walk the door i'm like tell her she's a bitch <laughs> amazing oh, and i'll best. be like hey <laughs> actually that's how you'll know it's me yeah <laughs> seriously seriously if a message ever comes to you from uh-huh. the other side and i'm uh-huh. calling you a bitch it's you it's me 100 percent. okay that'll be our secret code word <laughs> bitch bitch <laughs> Okay. What's up, bitch? What's <laughs> up, ho? <laughs> I feel you'll have this, like, like ancient, withered, like, uh, uh, yep. psychic. <laughs> I couldn't come up with the word. I don't know. <laughs> Brain fog. Kidney fog. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, psychic come up to you, and she's like, are you are you Jennifer? I'm getting a, a message from beyond, and it just says, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll, you'll pull out, like, with, a like, single lace hanky. <laughs> With like five eyes. <laughs> oh no, I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> you just Obi Wan me? <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. shit. All right. <laughs> cool. Our friendship's going to go beyond the grave. Okay, cool. This is Olivia's I'm story. I'm just waiting until we're both dead and then we can both fuck with people. Podcast from Beyond the Grave? Yes. Pinky Promise? Okay. Done. Done. It's a covenant. Okay. All right. So this uh, podcast will never end. <laughs> Deal with it. All right. So, oh, there's Big Mike wearing dirty jeans to a funeral. That dirt bag. Ha ha ha. Love him. She wouldn't tell me what it was, <laughs> but he did have one message he wanted given to his mother and his seven-year-old daughter. Oh. At the end of the night, as the event wound down, my mom approached his mom and gave her both messages, telling her to give the daughter her message when she felt she was ready to hear it. Oh, that is sad. Okay, so this email is called Museum Haunting, something we know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> right, never, not familiar at all. So, I just, I, I mean, I know I'm in the right kind of field when, like, the the minute you talk to, to museum people for, like, longer than 10 minutes and you just start dancing around the subject of ghosts, yes. every single person's got a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Yeah, we work with old shit. Why wouldn't it be haunted? Um, okay. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, spooky ghouls. 
I love it. Okay. Uh, that sounded really <laughs> insincere. Right, it really did, but I'm she sorry. actually did mean that, guys. <laughs> I have been issues with sometimes, that. Sometimes Jen doesn't... Sometimes I sound like I don't give a shit. Right. It's the New York in her, guys. That, okay, that is not a good excuse. Not that New York. It's just I'm dead inside. Um, <laughs> that's, I've got... I've, oh, and um, oh, It's kind of sad. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, this is also from Kestrel, which is a pseudonym. Um, so Great pseudonym. I know, right? Birds of prey rule. Birds of prey? A Kestrel is a bird of prey. Oh! Okay. I'm smart. Yes, you are. You have a master's degree. <laughs> There's so many. Okay, but like also someone who is in my program who like actually studies like animals all the time would like constantly tell me about an animal. I'd be like, I had no idea that it existed. I learned about an animal today that looks like a giraffe crossed with a zebra. It's called no copy. I didn't know that. I didn't know it existed. Okay. Learned from a second grader. It kind of freaks me out to learn about new animals this late in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they should be done. I mean, like, honestly, we're still discovering animals, and we've been on this planet for, like, 200,000 years. Yeah, also, it was within about five years that I learned that narwhals were real. (laughs) I thought they were mythical. You actually are smart. I'm not smart about animals. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what exists and doesn't exist. I'm going to take you to so many zoos, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking blow your mind. It will. Uh, my, so we had a, a, just really quick, I'll be so fast. Uh-huh. Um, there's a penguin called a macaroni penguin. What? Yep. Why? True. I don't know. I didn't name it. It's cool, though. Okay. Uh, and I was telling Dan that I think they're, like, I was like, I'm really into penguins. Mm-hmm. Although... I do hate birds. Penguins aren't the same as other birds. Though. But They're like, not I just like praise birds, birds of prey. Like, I like birds of prey, and uh-huh. I I like some songbirds. I don't think I actually do hate birds. I think you hate certain birds. I don't like bird feet. Oh, little talons skittering across yeah, the I pavement. Don't <laughs> I don't care for that. Uh, okay, all right. So this is a side note. Um, but anyways, I was telling Dan, I was like, oh yeah, macaroni penguins are super cool. They're about this tall. They're mm-hmm. like surprising. And Dan's like, there's no such thing as a macaroni penguin. And he it, it turned into a thing early in our relationship. Oh. He was like, you're going to make it up like you made up macaroni penguins? And you just didn't look it up? Was this 1999? Uh, <laughs> honestly, might have been. <laughs> no, uh, but then finally we were at a zoo, and I don't even remember which zoo. Uh, and they had, like, compare your height to uh-huh. different size penguins. And yeah. It was like, here's an emperor penguin. And they're right in the center. Macaroni. Hip height. Macaroni penguin. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, you don't just whip out your phone the first thing mm. in an argument. Be like, mm. yeah. Honestly, our arguments are not that serious. Oh. Like, these are the things we fight about. Well, I mean, but that's easily verifiable is all I'm saying. I know, but it's more fun to fight. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. You were uh, saying. So back to bird names. Um, no, I, I've, I've got both. Okay, so... Jesus Christ. Okay, let's start this over again. Hey, spooky ghouls. I've got both secondhand and firsthand weird experiences with museums that I work for tangentially related to your Gettysburg episodes. So oh, this is recent. oh, timing. Yeah. I prefer to go by a nickname just in case because I'm, at the time I'm writing this, still employed at the museums I'll be talking about in the city and the board don't quite 
like haunted publicity. So just in case, you guys can call me Kestrel. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Love it. Understand. Um, also, all boards should get over themselves and understand that um, haunted tourism is a big um, draw. Yeah. 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 Capitalize on that shit. Sorry. This is going a little to soapbox take there. a thousand years. Okay. Um, I also use she, they pronouns. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we always love to know that so that we don't make an ass of ourselves. Um, I've written in previously and you two have read it previously, so don't sweat. Cool. Hey, cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I've written my love for you two before, but I still want you two to know that even after almost three years of me listening... Y'all are still my favorite podcast. Fucking don't make me cry. What Do is not. Your problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jesus. Have you listened to anything Reel from like it in. NPR? You can do better than us. Don't emote. Um, okay, so for background, <laughs> now we're falling apart. We take compliments really badly. We're not good at this. Uh, so for background, not originally from here, but I live in Satan's ass crack of the South. <laughs> In a location that has several local history museums that are funded by the city, although we are our own organization. If you work as a tour guide for any of the sites, it's pretty much guaranteed that you'll be asked uh, if you want to work at one of the other ones as well. Sure. I get that. Makes sense. Uh, I personally worked at two of them, one of them being a site focused on local history between 1800 and 1830. Oh, a good time period. In the South? Yeah. Well, (laughs) not good morally, but very interesting. Yeah. Uh, broadly speaking, interesting things happened. Um, I also recognize now that I'm fairly sensitive to whatever exists beyond us, but I do try to remain skeptical. It's wise. I'll start with a slightly more relevant Civil War ghost. Please. Um, love me, Civil War ghost. Um, Amen. And then move to another one of my experiences. One of the other sites that I did not work at that I have stories for is our historic train depot. Oh. Speaking my language. Okay. Just had to have a moment for trains. <laughs> and you never got to work it when we had a train depot. Mm-hmm. It was dope. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. We do. We fucking love a train. We fucking love a train. We've been over this. Our <laughs> depot is the oldest in the state and one of the oldest in the U.S. It was also the headquarters for the railroad in the southeast. The, tra- the, the city was captured by a Union general from Ohio, Ormsby McKnight Mitchell. <laughs> Great name. It says, what a name. You are right. Um, <laughs> when the city was seized, the Union had effectively cut off the Confederate Railroad supply lines, which Delicious. was a huge strategic win, as we have discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, not a single shot was fired when he took the city either. There were a few Confederate troops stationed here, but the majority of men fight of fighting age were away, so they were incredibly outnumbered, and the city itself was fairly pro-Union. Interesting. Very. I'm saying that last part of the sentence through gritted teeth. However, the white enslavers wanted to stay in the Union for economic reasons that you guys mentioned in the show. They sold all their cotton to textile mills up north, but they also wanted to keep their slaves. When the city was occupied, the top floor of the depot also became a prison for Confederate soldiers. There's actually still graffiti preserved on the walls in the rooms where they were held. Cool. So cool. So, that history lesson over, I'll move on to the ghosts. Like I said, I never worked at the site, but I did have a tour of it when I was first hired, and the energy on the top floor is weird, to say the least. I imagine it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does not sound like a good time. Uh, there was one specific room that, uh, when we walked by it or passed through it, I could have sworn that someone 
that I felt someone staring at me. I had tingles on the back of my neck and kept looking over my shoulder to see if uh, it was one of the other new hires, but no one was ever there when I looked. <clears throat> Everyone I talked to who worked there said that it's the ghosts of the Confederates and they just call them the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be. Oh, that's the boys. <laughs> um, let's hear it. But not <laughs> I've never been more proud of you. Thank you. Uh, a few also said that if I were to work there, I needed to greet them when I got there and say goodbye to when I left. That's such a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, weird things would happen. Common, common, common Very practice. Very common practice amongst people who... Uh, enter enter work old buildings. Haunted yeah. old buildings. Um, yeah. And it's just polite. Come on. Yeah. Um... Um, okay, so otherwise weird things would happen. Uh, things would be misplaced. Lights previously off would turn on by themselves. Little stuff like that. One coworker downloaded a spirit box app on her phone <laughs> when it was slow one day. She said, uh, she asked who was there, and the app responded with the boys, three <gasps> boys upstairs. Ooh, okay. Mm. We're probably about to have the same side note. Okay, go. Have you ever done one of these? I I think you should do one. I did a... I don't think it was the same thing because it didn't like say words, but it was like a ghost radar. And I sure, think it was sure, complete sure. bullshit. The ghost radar seems like complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. They all maybe seem like complete bullshit. I yeah. never know how I feel about mixing technology and the paranormal. Right. But, but at the same time, sometimes you get these really eerie things. Yeah. Like that one seems pretty... Specific. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, uh, it, uh, they go on to say, I typically don't believe those apps because who knows how they're coded slash if they can listen to you when the app's closed, etc. But it is capital C, certainly, capital W, weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about those apps, but they're fun. Because, um, yeah, I downloaded, like, the radar one. And, of course, it's, like, constantly pinging. Bing, bing, and bing, I was, bing. like, you know, walking around this. It, it was an abandoned teaching hospital, which is objectively creepy yeah um and it was like pinging like crazy and i don't think anyone ever died there because it was just it wasn't really a real hospital right so interesting and it was yeah so i but yeah i'd be interested to try out this app in a place that i kind of know for sure is haunted because it was also pinging around um the barn (laughs) when it went that i lived in oh 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 in coopersville Cooperstown. Yes. Yes. And okay. I was like, I don't think that loud noise that right. happened that, that one, one night time specifically. Aside, um, I didn't get a creepy feeling from that house. Um, okay. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. Um, another coworker told me a story where she had her arms full of stuff that she needed to take up to one of the storage rooms. So she walked over to the elevator and realized that she'd have to readjust the way she was carrying everything. And right when she started to readjust, the elevator door dinged open for her and the button for the floor she needed to go to had already been pushed. Granted, they could have just been pulling my leg, but they never lied to me about anything else or gave me, my, gave me any reason to question them. That sounds like the, something a nice southern gentleman would do. It's a nice southern gentleman who is fighting for the cause of slavery. Well, right. Well, I suppose nice is relative. Yes. Nice to uh, white women, right. I suppose. Anyway, um, I will, and, and that was assumption on my part, um, I'll close with a weird experience that happened to me at the 1800 to 1830 site. The quick background for this one is that it's set up the way that a specific... Ugh, 
that a specific city block generally would have been at the time. Fun. Love it. So there's six buildings we go through on the tour, and we had to be in full historic costume. Again, love it. The buildings themselves are not original, but are built on the foundations of the original buildings from the 1810s and are replications of the original floor plans. So cool. Very cool. Uh, this was shortly after I started working there. Me and another coworker had shadowed on tours with other guides before, but the ma- manager was showing us how he presented it when he ran the tours. The three of us were in the last building on the tour when the weird thing happened. Also, side note, I'm very interested. Like, there's not a lot of, like, early 1800s, like, interpretation here in the U.S. Right. So I'm very interested. There wasn't a whole lot of U.S. in the early 1800s. Yeah, 1810s. I'm like, because usually you go and it's, like, Old West town and it's, like, 1860s or something. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, cool. Um, Anyway, back to the weird thing. Um, So you walk through the door of the house into a small entryway, maybe six feet long, four feet wide. To your right is the dining room. To the left is the multi-purpose room that we had a huge weaving loom set up in. The three of us were in that little entryway and had just walked into the house. My supervisor was in the doorway to the weaving room, and my coworker was to my left, and a foot or two up from me. It was maybe a foot away from the front door, with my back to the dining room entryway. As the manager was telling us about the loom, I heard footsteps walk from the far corner of the dining room, walk around the the table and come up behind me. No, thank you. That's very specific. Um, I heard a man's deep voice say something as he walked up behind me, but I couldn't tell you what he said. Like when you hear someone talking to you, you see them talking to you, but your brain is lagging a second behind, so you don't really catch what they say. Yes. So you have to ask them to repeat it. So I turn around, fully expecting to see one of our conservators who maybe been fixing something, but there was no one. I quickly turned back around to see if my manager and coworker had heard anything. Neither of them had reacted, and they were still talking about the loom and the weaving. When I asked them if they had heard anything, they said they hadn't, and I tried to play it off. I peeked my head into the dining room, but no one was in there or but no one was in there, nor was there any sign of work being done in the room or in the rest of the house. It is also technically an open park. So the voice could have been a very loud someone passing by outside, but that doesn't explain the sound of the purposeful footsteps on the wooden floor. Also, someone like shouting outside or like talking outside is not the same Mm -mm. as a deep voice saying something like behind you. Although I will say sometimes in wooden buildings, and this would probably be a wooden building, acoustics can get weird. True, true. Um, But like usually it's like, from someone else in the room. Yes, agreed. Outside. Total agreement. I never had anything else weird happen to me at that site, and I never heard walking sounds in the house other than that one incident. Sorry for the novel-length email. I have a couple more minor experiences with the other site, but I'll leave it be for now. Hoping you two stay healthy, and I'm sending you all the good vibes I can to you two. Thank you. From Kestrel. Thank you. That was cool. Yeah. We love a good haunted museum. We do. (sighs) All right. Well, let's end. Let's go back to Olivia here. Okay. All right. So Olivia says, some more shorter tales. Feel free to skip. This is already too long. Sorry. Ha. Little do you know, you're providing whole free content. Ha. All right. So um, Olivia says, we went to get pizza while out of town and sat down in the restaurant to eat. Ugh. Pre-COVID. Do you remember restaurants? Yeah. Nice. My mom didn't talk at all while we were there and struggled to drive afterwards with a huge headache. 
She later told me there was an old cemetery across the street and all of the voices were overlapping in her ear. Apparently this happens a lot when she's near a big cemetery as all the voices try to pass along a message that she isn't able to give. Oh, That makes me so sad. Just think about it in terms of the the funny show right well no think of it in terms of you and me just like one of your like great grandchildren (laughs) just like bitch (laughs) grandma your friend is here (laughs) okay um (laughs) oh do you hear the bitch call but i'm also just imagining us like sneaking up behind like a medium just going (laughs) (laughs) tell them you like their ass say they've got a sweet ass oh Oh, does he have a boyfriend? Because <laughs> he should. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Look at that ass. <laughs> Sorry. While in Manhattan, we happened to walk through an old cemetery affiliated with Trinity. My Ooh. mom hates history and had no idea that we would be anywhere near a cemetery, so she didn't get information ahead of time. Trinity so, Cemetery, that is uh, where Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. And Angelica. Eliza are buried. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay. Um, so I know she didn't get this information ahead of time. She was less overwhelmed due to the size of the cemetery, barely, barely filling the small block corner we were on. Listen, it's New York. There's not a lot of real estate. <laughs> While we walked around, she told me someone named Wetz or Watts was calling out for someone named Patricia. Patricia! After some searching, Patricia, I found... Patricia, you still owe me $5. <laughs> Patricia! That bitch owes me money! (laughs) Anyway, after searching, I found John Watts, a New York representative who died in 1836 and was buried there with a huge memorial statue. Although his wife was named Jane. Oh! Shady. Patricia! (laughs) Sorry, Jane. All right, so this is another one. Recently, my mom came back from a weekend away and asked me if I knew anything about Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Yes, I recognize that. Oh, all right. Bucks County, where is that? Doesn't mean shit to me. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) But of course, I didn't know much. Uh, She asked me to research Tom Bett and wrote down the information. So I did. Thomas Betts, born 1832, Uh was a Pennsylvania postmaster. The first in Lahaska County, who is said to haunt the Golden Plow Inn, which during his lifetime was a stop for ye olde weary traveler on the way between New York City and Philadelphia. I wrote up a short report and folded it up. My mom then recounted that an old-timey postmaster (gasps) rode up to an old inn to deliver mail and sensed his name to be something like Tom Bett and recounted all of this information live on the spot to my grandma. I confirmed her story from my research and then unfolded and read what I had written. Again, she hates history and research and isn't one to do loads of research. I had to really deep dive on Ancestry and the county website just in order to pull a prank. Jesus, your mom needs to have a show. Right? I would watch. Yeah. When I was two, we built a second story to our house. And Mm -hmm. since then, a little girl has lived up there. I used to talk to her when I was still little. And to this day, she still rolls balls around up there. Sometimes down uh, the stairs. Like a real little girl. No, I think she's a ghost. No. Sorry. I don't like that. Like a real real live flesh girl. Nope. Nope. Doesn't seem to be the case. God damn it. I recently... Uh, I told her recently that I grew up and I can't have tea parties with her anymore, but all of us around are around if she needs a friend. I asked her if she could move on and I told her that if she was able to, feel free to do so. 
I don't think she's left us yet, but it's nice to know that I have at least one friend who will stick by me. Okay. Oh. Every now and then, I feel a tug on the back of my shirt. It's not caught on anything. It's a distinct pull. Oh. And if you're wondering, no, I can't communicate with the dead anymore, despite being a trait hereditary within me somewhere. While I do believe... I've just a smidge too much skepticism to allow me to access the abilities. Mm. I can, however, get solid communication with a pendulum. And I'm able to sense uh, presences who have enough energy, but they scare me, to be honest. Yeah, rightly so. Mm. Um, So I have plenty of stories for both my mom as well as myself from my time in my 1880s college. But this email is long enough. Thank you for all you do. Stay spooky. Olivia W. 23. She, her. That's awesome. Damn. Spooky genetics is the theme of today's listener stories. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. um, I want to talk to your mom. I know. Get her on the show. Let her talk to her. I want to do like a quiz. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Go to a cemetery and then we'll just like look up. (laughs) I think that would be awesome. Yeah. There is a haunted cemetery very near my house, allegedly. Well, all right then. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a terrible story. Uh, It only happened um, fairly recently. Wait. I feel like I heard, I read this. Uh, I may have talked to you about it. I may have, when we did like our new hometowns, it. Oh. Yeah. So the bodies, this, uh-huh. this boy killed his family. Right. Yes. And he sees them in jail. They're, they're like dismembered bodies. Oh. They like talk to him through the fences. That is the worst. But also apparently they haunt the graveyard that they're buried at, which was quite close to their home. Where the ah. crime took place. Ah. So, all golden stuff. Who bought that house? It was on Zillow a couple of years ago. <gasps> and I strongly considered buying it as a rental property. <laughs> yeah, I really tried to talk Dan into it. Yeah, it'll be fine. We won't have to live there. Right. You'll just have to deal with uh, families skipping out on their rent because they are terrified. Right. That was his ending argument. He That's won. A bad um anyway so wow that was a good crop of uh, yeah god we have the best listeners in the whole fucking world if uh we would love we're i mean send in your stories we love to read them um i think yeah they're just fun i just love people's personal stories is just so much more interesting than us being like there have been reports of right (laughs) you know like it's It's so much more compelling when somebody's willing to step up to the plate and say this was my experience yeah yeah, so... Best, the best. I love them. We love it. Uh, we have some new patrons to thank. Oh, you guys are the best. Check us out on patreon.com slash this podcast is haunted. Uh, we just did the our longest video yet. Yeah. Whoops. To date. Um, because we can't, it was on Princess Diana and some conspiracy theories. So if you are interested in that... Check us out on Patreon. Um, but boy, that was basically an episode. <laughs> Sorry. We can't not talk forever about Princess Di. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, check that out. Um, we will probably do something a little easier next time. But that's also why this episode is late. Because I was tired after editing that. And you had guests. And we have jobs. and Life is nuts. I'm it's... trying not to die. We're busy. We're busy. Um, but we're... <laughs> It's a really bad segue to say thank you. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> Friends. Very yeah. genuinely, the show would not be happening this year without Patreon support because yeah. we cannot, cannot, cannot edit this year. Yeah. I've lost my ability to do that. Um, so I've lost my fucking time. <laughs> uh, so our new uh, patrons to thank, we have uh, Bacon Bits, the cat. Oh my God! 
a celebrity. Oh my god! I think you just blew out the speakers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love that cat. I fucking love Bacon Bits. Bacon Bits is like the most magnificent name. Uh, uh, Bacon Bits is like the most magnificent animal. I haven't met Bacon Bits or haven't, haven't so haven't seen Bacon Bits actually once. Oh, Bacon Bits is beautiful owner. Uh, once sent us stickers to the show oh. of Bacon Bits. <gasps> what? Have you been withholding these? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to. They're here somewhere. <laughs> anyway, you need one, so okay. I do, obviously. I'm um, so sorry. Okay. So thank you, Bacon Bits. Uh, we also have Linz Miller. <gasps> Yay. Thank you so much, Linz. Uh, we have Katie Graves. Katie. Um, and Courtney. Uh, just Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, all of our new patrons. Um, you are the best. Deeply, and we appreciate you deeply appreciate so it. And thank you to all our current patrons. I know I'm not like super active on the Patreon site, but we post our content, and we really appreciate you uh, giving money when you don't have to. We will continue to create this show, but uh, it really means a lot to us that you support us. And our bullshit. Speaking of creating the show, uh, just fair warning, we've got one more episode after this one before our summer hiatus. Please be prepared for that. Yes, yes, summer hiatus. Um, so, well, we're gearing up for that. Our summer break, I gotta go out and look less like the beacons of Gondor. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I wear sunscreen. Folks, wear your sunscreen. Um, I embrace my paleness. Um, but have a good summer, everyone. We have one more episode, so this is not the end. Um, thank you to our patrons. I already said where you could find us. It's in the description. So is our social media. This is a really long outro. Take us home. And and we'll see you again in Fortnite. And until then, we will stay spooky, motherfuckers. Bye.